Hi everyone, I'm Emma, a certified dog trainer. And I'm Kirsten, a certified dog behavior consultant. And this is Dog Chats. Join us as we chat about dog behavior, having fun with your dogs, and building relationships. We will offer practical advice and a bit of humor. Welcome everybody to episode five. This episode we are going to be talking about uh, back to school, but in a fun way. We're going to answer kids' questions about dogs. We have over the last week gathered a bunch of questions. Uh, we have 20 questions we're going to answer from kids all ages uh, from yeah, kindergarten through 12th grade. I know. Also, oh, and a three-year-old. And a three-year-old, yeah. So we're going to get started. Um, so Kirsten, who do we have up first? We're, we're starting with the kindergartners. A friend of mine is a kindergarten teacher in Marin County. Um, and these are seven questions from her class. The first one, why do cats look the same, but dogs look so different? Oh, that's a really good question. These questions are yeah. great. So the cats are look the same, except obviously there's different breeds in there, but shape and size is the same because us humans never messed with them that much. So their function um, for us as humans, for them to be around and domesticated with us was to um, get the vermin mm -hmm. out of our, our homes and stuff like that. The mice. And the mice. And then uh, to cuddle with us, basically, yeah. right? Whereas dogs, on the other hand, we bred them for different functions. So we created this mixture of sizes. And I'll yeah. let Kirsten talk about that because that's something she loves to talk about. Too, yeah, well, so. I mean, some were meant to be on our laps, so they're little. Mm -hmm. Some were working on the farm, so they're medium-sized because they're running a lot. And then some were guard dogs, so they're really big. Yeah, so just just a variety of what they were bred for. Yeah, and uh, cats changes said, the size and the colors, too. Yep, yeah. and cats said, we're going to do our own thing. We're just going to be We're ourselves. not doing your job. Yeah, <laughs> you humans. <laughs> okay, uh, why do dogs play is the next question. Well, why do kids play, too? That's, oh, that's, that's so a question, cute. too, right? Yeah, and some adults play. Some adults play, and we Not and we remember our when we used play. Yeah, um, how much fun that was. Yeah. So we build relationships through play. Mm -hmm. We um, make friends. We practice certain behaviors. So I know one scientist says dogs play to practice um, hunting and scavenging skills as puppies. Oh, yeah. So there's lots of stuff. Communication, getting to know the other dogs, what mm -hmm. they're like, and some dogs don't particularly like to play. So you have those dogs too. And as they get older, sometimes they don't want to play. You mm -hmm. see puppies playing a lot, right? And then older dogs kind of going, "Yeah, I'll play for a minute, but then yeah. I'm over it." And then there's the dogs that play on their own too, right. with a toy, and they throw it up in the air and pull yeah. it apart. And, and dogs are one of the only animals that play until adulthood. Mm. Adulthood. Because <laughs> we're adults. <laughs> uh, next question. Why do dogs have sharp paws? Well, that's because they've got little claws on there yes. for digging and grabbing onto. And like, if you think of a border collie making a quick turn, um, yes. it gives them a little grip. Or the dog I have in my house right now, which I call parkour, because yeah, he, <laughs> he bounces off of everything. And I'm sure those nails give him nice little grips yeah, in my legs. couch yeah. and all the other things. Um, good. Why do dogs kiss by licking? And it, immediately when I thought of this, I imagined a dog's lips trying to purse, you know, together into a kiss. <laughs> that would be so funny. I've never seen that. No. I've only seen them use their tongue. Um, 
yeah and, I, I, and, and think. so licking um like makes some nice stuff happen in the brain for mm-hmm. a dog so they like they like that so and sometimes it can be just we're sweaty and salty yeah tasty <laughs> tasty, tasty right yeah i had a, a dog um named dusty and um my sister-in-law called him sir lick a lot <laughs> because when he was younger he used nip nip everybody yeah. just like puppies do and so i taught him to lick instead of to nip which was probably the worst thing i could have done because no. then he would just lick everybody <laughs> constantly yeah um so he had the the nickname sir lick a lot <laughs> and, and some dogs are licking right to kind of say to the other dog um, hey i think you're really special mm-hmm. you know or i'm um, like you're i'm impressed by you yeah you know yeah. i'm trying not to say submissive but yeah and they do it with their moms too mm-hmm. the puppies do that with the moms yeah so that's really cute so next question why do dogs jump so high parkour parkour (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because they can can. (laughs) um and sometimes it's to get up to our face Mm -hmm. sometimes it's to get over a fence yes a little freedom (laughs) it could be for lots of things and they do like their back legs do really spring them up in the air it is amazing and i don't have the answer as to the mechanics of that Um, but My dog but, Mitt can jump, you know, when I have the agility hurdles, mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. He can jump from standing still, all four feet in the ground over the jump wow. without running to it. Yeah. it. It's amazing the spring action yeah. they have in those back legs. Yeah. So they had to catch things, right, because they're predators, and they had to run away from things because they're often, yeah. they can end up prey. So when so. they have that spring action, it, it's a fast start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next question How are dogs smarter than us? Well, I love this question. Yeah. So. I think so, one of the things they're amazing at is reading body language. Mm-hmm. They do it so much better than we do. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And I find that, um, you know, using hand signals with my dogs, so much more effective than trying to give that verbal cue. Exactly. And, and they're and they're reading that completely. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to take yours because uh, this is actually your point. But when, um, you know, they're speaking, they learned our language. Mm-hmm. And we haven't learned theirs. Exactly. So I mean, like, how, that's, a, that's a good thing for you guys to, to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, when the dog looks at you with, with their body language, do you know what they're saying to you? Yeah. Do you know if they bark, which is a question, another question mm-hmm. we'll have that we'll answer in a little bit. When they, when they bark, do we know what they're saying? Yeah. But we expect them to learn our language. And a lot of times they do. There's like some dogs, I think that can learn up to like a hundred words, like with toys. If you've seen, there's, yeah, there's a couple so border collies that are like, that are like crazy amounts yeah. that they know. And that, and that we're talking about that border collie, those border collies that can pick out the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like can decide. You said you said the word of the name of that toy, and they go off and find it, yeah. which is really amazing. Um, and then when I think about how they're smarter than us, I think about their sense of smell. Mm-hmm. That most of their brain is olfactory, big word for sense sense of smell, right? Yes. So um, they can smell things from up to six miles away. Gee. You know, so you might be at school in your classroom, and your dog is at home in the kitchen, and they can smell you. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and awesome. they, that's how they know you're coming home too because they could smell getting closer go. and what's yeah. the thing about tell me about time and smell oh um, they can smell past events like this is some of the research I don't know this myself mm-hmm. but from, from research I've read that shows that they can smell stuff that happened in the room in the past mm-hmm. um, just from all the odors that are in there was there another dog in there was there some food on the floor oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, they can pick up all of that which we're, Gosh, we'll that talk about later than that, that. 
Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. That's another. That's another show. <laughs> so, how do dogs dig? Well, they've got those claws, right? Yes. And they just go motoring with those front legs so fast. Butt in the air. All their and I think they put their butt in the air so all their weight and strength is Isn't on those front legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and a question too is why do they dig? Um, well, sometimes they're trying they to can. Yeah, That's another one. Yeah, find a crater, get under a fence. Exactly. It's just for fun sometimes. Like it is, yeah. You see some some people have like sandboxes mm-hmm. in their backyard um, so that they have that. If their dog likes to dig, they can dig like that. Sometimes when the dogs are like adolescent, teenager age, they like to dig as well. Sometimes they can be bored. Yeah. So sometimes they're just doing it because it feels good. And how about, this might be kicking and not digging, but that back leg like when they're trying to cover oh, up, isn't that their kind potty. of like, like, or or they just pee? Yeah, that's uh-huh. right. I, yeah. <laughs> and and so we should intervene here and just remind adults that this podcast is geared to kids. So if we sound like we're talking really immaturely, that's why. Not that kids talk immaturely. We're enjoying. We're enjoying. Um, so sometimes when they pee or they poop, yeah, yeah. Um, they do that, that by, so by kick. Yeah. Um, to, I don't know. I've heard it's to bury it and I've heard it's to spread it. To spread it. Yeah. yeah. I would go with the spreading because oh, they might be marking their, yeah. their area. When you look at their faces, it. they're just so delighted. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Here it goes. So now we're going to move on to... Uh, fourth graders Mm -hmm. and Celeste and her friends have um, given us a couple of questions here that we're going to answer for them so Mm -hmm. the first one is how do I convince my parents to get a dog well, I don't think I asked. I think I just brought it on. Just brought it on. And um, Celeste is the is the the wonderful young lady that that sent us in this question, and she has already won that battle. Okay. So she has a lovely Excellent. a lovely dog in her home. But um, some of the things I would think about, you know, with wanting to bring a dog into your home, is do the research. And really let your parents know that you're going to be in there helping them. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, name the jobs. Yeah. Will I feed the dog? Mm -hmm. Will I walk the dog? Yes. If you're old enough. Yeah. And and what are the what are the good reasons? Tell them what the good reasons would be to have a dog in the house. Yeah, use the words mental health. <laughs> we all know dogs make us feel better. They make right? us feel so much yeah. so much better. But it is it is um you know it's something that everybody has to be on board with because mm-hmm. it is it is work to look after a dog. Yeah. You've got to make sure that they're okay and safe and fed and trained and are you going to participate in the training that would be another thing. And then are your life's too busy for a dog? Yeah. So that that's it too if you're out all the time. Uh, it may not be the best for the dog. So really do your research and see if if a dog is the right choice for you and your family. Next question. This is a big one. Why do dogs bark? So many reasons. I mean, that's... I don't know if they have the same vocal cords as us. But I don't. I don't know. But I do know their mouth is a different shape, and I was thinking about kissing lips. So, uh, you know, they're, when they're barking, they're talking, right? Yes, yes. They're chatting. Yeah, they're communicating... Maybe not necessarily always to each other, mm-hmm. but it could be um, the neighbor's dog barking, yeah, right, um, or fence fighting. Mm-hmm. That's always a, a barking one that you get. And and the, all these barks sound different. Like Emma and I can tell the difference between a demand bark, a, a dog who wants the person's attention, or a dog who's afraid, or an alert bark. 
Yeah. You know, all these different sounds. There's all the different sounds mm-hmm. with each other. And I know you mentioned earlier, too, that that's really interesting is that wolves, I'll say mostly because we're not 100% sure whether, but mostly don't bark. They mostly don't bark, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. rarely bark. Yeah. So, so that's really interesting, too. Yeah. So it's more us that might have created. Right, because this study was done in India on um, street dogs uh-huh. um, and how quiet they are. That, you know, kind of left to their own un- unowned guardianship, they're really quiet, quiet with each other, quiet with people. Um, but the pet dogs are doing a lot of sharing what they think. Like, you might not even be in the room, but I know that my dog is saying like, hey, mom, Joe's walking by, Joe's walking by. That's Joe, that's Joe. Do you see Joe? And sometimes if I just say, yeah, got it, yeah. I'll stop. And then sometimes they're like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to play with me? Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. come on, let's go. Let's go. Are you sure? And then sometimes it's like, what was that? Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. one of my dogs looked up even when I said <laughs> that. So, so lots of, lots of reasons why dog barks, just like there's lots of reasons why we talk. Mm-hmm. Right. So some of us too much. So <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, next question. This is one of my favorite ones is why are their noses always wet? And when I first heard that, I thought, are they always wet? And they may not always be wet. That's not something, I mean, I know that's that that old wives' tale. Yes. So there's mucus in their nose, right? So just like us, Mm -hmm. um, that can make the nose wet. And also they lick it, Mm -hmm. so that makes it wet. But it also helps them pick up all those odors that are out in the environment. And we know dogs' noses are so much. Yeah, 100,000 times more effective than human noses are. Mm -hmm. So they're picking up so many things that we don't even in our nose comprehend yeah so i don't know why the wetness helps that i think it just gathers it Mm, that makes sense yeah so gathers it is Mm -hmm. probably not the right scientific (laughs) term but it gathers that information so next question then is how do you get them to stop jumping on my friends? So we already talked about them jumping, but this is how to get them stop jumping on my friends. Yeah. Well, the first thing you should do is talk to your friends, right? <laughs> and tell your friends to be calm. Yeah. Don't don't cheer and wave your arms and pat your chest and you know, we we need your friends to just be super chill. Yeah, and then what you can do to help with that to manage it, you could pop your dog on a leash so they can't get over to your friends mm-hmm. to jump. You can start training your dog to do sits, or you have a nice little technique that you that you teach as well. Yeah, I like to find it. I think it's hard to ask a dog to sit who's super excited. Mm-hmm. So um, I just have a couple treats in my hand when I answer the door, and I, I roll one treat towards the friend, and then the treat stops. They get the treat, and they're like, wait a minute, mom just threw a treat. They turn around, they look at me and come back. So I have a little bit more value than the new guest. And we just do that a few times, burn some energy. And then they're ready to sit. And so on that note, too, I would just say have the adults help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because um, they can sort of manage that situation. Um, But one of the things that dogs love to, especially puppies, to jump at is when there's lots of movement, like you said. Yeah. So just kind of slowing down that movement, maybe telling your parents they're jumping all over us, stop your movement, have your parents come in and just bring the dog to someplace else and do something nice with them somewhere else so that they're not jumping on you. It's also nice if the dog isn't able to get right to the door. If Mm -hmm. there's like a baby gate, if it's a hallway or there's um, an exercise pen around the door, so there's a little space to to help with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a great one. Why do all puppies look so cute? And that, that's just to save them, right? 
because sometimes puppies are so naughty and, <laughs> and sometimes other older dogs are annoyed by them and uh, we neo-notinize Oh, that's dogs. a big that, word. It's a big word. That means make them look young. Like if you think about pugs and King Charles, like these floppy-eared, super big eyes, big head dogs, um, that just makes us love them even more. I know. And they are so cute. Mm -hmm. They are just so adorable when they're puppies. Yeah, because if they came out looking like adult dogs, I don't think the other dogs in the home or neighborhood or shelter would enjoy <laughs> the nipping and the chewing and the racing. Yeah, they get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and they even <laughs> smell a certain way until they're about six months. Yeah. So that dogs know it's a puppy or not. Yeah. And and whether they can tolerate all, all the jumping on them and stuff like that. And now we're going to move on to, to my friend Emily's kids' questions. So uh, her older daughter, Corey, is also in fourth grade. And um, her first question was, why do dogs' ears perk up when they see something interesting? Mm -hmm. Such a good question. So they're like alerting mm -hmm. to the environment. Alerting. Right. And, um, you know, there's good alert and bad alert. Yes. Like I, I was telling Emma that my dog, Mick, if I'm running with him and I watch his ears, which are huge, I can tell if he smells a coyote or a deer. Because if it's a deer, his ears are up, really high up and forward. If it's a coyote, they're more to the side. And he's using them like satellite dishes to kind of take it <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. Take the coyote. And then some dogs don't even have ears that can not, don't even, because they have lovely, beautiful, different yes. ears. But they can be floppy, so right. you don't see that. You might just see the very, um, it's not the tip, but yeah. just the, the, the muscle there. The muscle the right at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can just see move a little bit just when, when things in the environment, noises in the environment, smells in the environment, all of that yeah. can, can alert them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, why do dogs' nostrils twitch when they smell something? So we're back to the nose stuff, which yes. uh, we're, we're actually it. doing this with yes, our nostrils right now. We kind of do it with, with our nostrils, but we don't um, notice it. Yeah. So dogs, um, dogs can actually breathe in and breathe out at the same time, I've just learned. That's so interesting. So, of course, if they smell something in the environment, that nostril is going to start lifting because they're smelling it and yeah. they're taking in all that odor like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, they've got the little wet nose and the little mucus going on that's picking up all that odor that's coming in there and if, and if i smell something i like and i'm taking that deep breath i can feel it everybody take a deep breath through your nose you can feel it flare and open up so i, I think there's that's the same thing they're just they're just taking in the information mm -hmm. why does a dog snarl its lips when it gets mad why can't it just growl well, the good thing is, is that most dogs give you lots of good information before they make yeah. some choices we would not like. They're using their words is what I would they're say. Yeah. Exactly. They're showing us signs that they're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So yeah. lifting those lips and showing and showing the teeth a little bit yeah. is letting you know, yeah, not liking that so much. Yeah. That's like a step before the growl, right? Yeah. Um, Sometimes there's even just a freeze before that. So that they're just giving information to other dogs. And uh, Emma's or husband, us. John. Yeah, yeah. right. Emma's husband, John, was talking about how puppies learn this right away from their mother. Like, you know, if, if they're being too obnoxious with mama dog, well, she'll just lift that lip a little bit. Yeah, and she'll not, just give mm -hmm. them the look. And if they don't stop, she might growl. Yeah. And then if they don't stop, she might nip a little. Yeah, she air. might just say, yeah. knock that off. Yeah. Right? So they, so they kind of learn that behavior a little bit from mom, but uh, she's doing it in a, in a great way to teach them like how to behave a little yeah. better, right? It, when but, we talk about these, we call these displays of aggression, because it might not necessarily be aggression. Like sometimes you can see that on play. Mm -hmm. um, 
one something that's so interesting is that takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to to snap and to growl. So they always start with what takes the least because mm-hmm. dogs pace themselves. They're so much smarter than us. Yes, you know. You don't get just mad yeah. straight away. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there is some dogs that do, but but um, okay. And then, in <laughs> um, Corey's little sister Zoe, who's three, mm-hmm. her question was, "Why do some dogs not like fruit?" Because her dog Maya likes fruit. Oh. So, and I, you know, I was thinking, why do some humans not like fruit? Yeah, it's the same thing. We all have our taste buds that that like different things. And um, some dogs do, some dogs don't. Uh, maybe texture as well mm-hmm. as taste yeah. um, affects them as well. And just to just to think about that too is that not all fruits are good for dogs. Mm-hmm. Like we know, grapes and raisins aren't good for mm-hmm. dogs. You know, apples are good, but we just have to watch the core. Yeah, the seeds um, are because poison, those seeds yeah. are are not good for dogs. And cherries, the same thing. Mm-hmm. The the pit is not good. So, but there's lots yeah. of good fruit that that our dogs might enjoy so it's really like testing yeah I guess a little bit about your dog and of course knowing your dog well is their tummy going to be able to handle some yeah. of some of the fruit because I I've had dogs um that really I didn't give them any fruit because their tummies were so sensitive yeah and that's a, this is such an interesting point because a lot of people have the misconception that dogs are carnivores Mm-hmm. that they mostly eat meat but dogs evolved from eating um, garbage basically yeah you know human garbage and so I have this little theory that fruit decompress decomposes faster than a lot of other things than carbs right and it, so maybe they didn't develop a digestive system that craved fruit the same way maybe maybe unless well, never mind because if they live somewhere and there's like fruit on and trees there's fruit on, <laughs> yeah forget it throw that theory out all right all right and now we're going to move on to some high schoolers which is awesome to get that perspective as well and their questions mm-hmm. so the first one is what are the hardest breeds to train and why i love that because um so Emma reads that, right? I know, I'm going to answer for you. I know what you're thinking. You're like, let's look at the dog in front of us. Yes. And I'm immediately going to specific breeds. <laughs> um, but for me, it goes back to that, the function of the dog, the job. And when I think about like livestock guardian breeds, they were meant to work completely independent from people. I'm out here on the hillside guarding sheep. I've been doing this every day since I was a puppy. I don't care if there's a human there or not. Yeah. So why would that be hard then? Obviously, if you're going to ask them if you want to do all the basic right. stuff that you do. Yeah, sit down, stay. They're like, what? I'm like, excuse me, but yeah. I don't really need you. I don't really need yeah. you to be here to, yeah, exactly. to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a, an interesting word is looking at train. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. the training. The training for that particular dog. Yeah. And, and like you said, I, I always look at the individual dog. I don't really... Um, I don't see, I see breeds like they're there and I see them, but I look at the individual dog and see what it is that we can help build a connection and a relationship Mm -hmm. together with. So if they are, like there's breeds that we say are aloof, like it's just, it's just, that's out there and it's, and it's, and it's unfortunate because that's just their personality. Yeah. But how can we work with that? to make them engage and work with us mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. So that's what we really should be looking at. And how at. can we offer training that meets their needs, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think if you're trying to take one of those, the world dog, like an Akita or, you know, a Nordic breed and get them to do super specific sequential 
task stuff. Like a border collie would like do. Like a border collie would do. <laughs> yes. I know they're like, huh? But, you know, if you want to do nose works games with them. They might, they might love that. Yeah. And it really is training really is just building a relationship. Yeah. It is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the sit and the down. Yeah. It's about building that relationship and being able to communicate and live together happily. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. so the next question is, what should I do if my dog won't come back when called? Well, first of all, you call the trainer, <laughs> like Kirsten <laughs> or Emma, and we come to your house and we help you. Um, but um, one of the things to, to do that I like to do with my clients is you want to start at home. You don't want to wait till you're out there at, at the, the beach, beach right? <laughs> and then say, Hey, come, yeah. you know, while your dog's playing with, 10, while other they're dogs. with 10 other dogs, you want to, you want to help seal. them out <laughs> and, a seal. and a plover. And a plover. <laughs> um, you want, you want to work on them learning what it is to come back to you. And why would they come? And why would they come? What is it? Is it worth their time? Yeah. So, you know, you want to throw them a party when they actually, mm -hmm. when you call them. And, and just make it a good time for them to be with you. And some of the times I say to my clients, um, even if you're mad and they've been running around forever and, and just don't go, Max, come. Right. Just, you know, that's put on your happy voice yeah. and go, Max, come. <laughs> right. <Gotta> <laughs> I'm really mad, but come on over. Every time I call my dogs, honestly, I ask, why would they come? Yes. And I think about if I'm like, you know, reading my phone, even though I'm never on my screens, right? But if I'm reading it, my phone and my daughter's saying to me, mom, 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 could you check this out? I'll be like, yeah, hang on. You know, when, and that's what happens with our dogs, right? They're sniffing. They're not necessarily blowing us off, but they're yeah. doing something else in that they're moment. Just doing, yeah. So how can you be more interesting? And that's so true. And so one of the games you could play is that round robin, round round robin, if I can get it yeah. out, um, fun game where you all just stand in different areas of your yard or your house and you just all have several treats and you all just say your dog, first person says the dog's name and their recall word and then encourage the dog to come over by clapping or going, good dog. And then giving them at least three treats for being there. So yeah. it's really valuable to being there. You can praise them. If they like petting, mm -hmm. you can pet them. Whatever they like, yeah. um, do that when they come over. And then just um, stop and ignore them and then just have the next person call. So it's a fun game to build that and it's a fun game for the family too. Yeah. And I want to go back to that recall word because a lot of people just call the dog's name. And that's kind of like someone saying to me, you know, mom. Mom, you, you, <laughs> and nothing what, more. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, thinking about using a high, happy voice really cuts through, I think, to the dog's brain in a way that like um, a low sound. They, there's a dog linguist who actually studied how people call dogs around the world. Uh, and America is one of the only countries that uses come, which is like a low sound. It yes. sounds more like whoa. Yes. And animals don't naturally react that. They react like, here, puppy, puppy, hurry, hurry. Yeah. Uh, that can really help cut through the wind. And, and it can. And I, I like that. And I, I use here. That's mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite ones. But a previous dog, I used chicken as my recall oh, word. funny. So I used to go, chance, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd come running and I'd go, oh, I don't have chicken. And I was like, but he doesn't know that's oh, what it means. So, so it was always, always. So and then the last tip of that is um, always running away from your dog when you call them and never running towards them. Yes. Unless they have something or they're going out on the road. Right, right, right. right. So, yes. yes. I'm taking the beach. But, you know, if um, it, it just make it a game of come get me. Yes. Because and practice lots at home. Lots at home. And then take it out on the road. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to want you to come chase them, right? That's a whole different that's, game. That's a whole game. We want them own. to chase us. Yeah. 
All right, um, two more high school questions. How do I choose a dog? That's a big question. That is a big question. Yeah. I mean, you thinking about where you're at in your life, what kind of activity levels your family has, the time mm -hmm. you have for grooming or exercising or training the dog. Um, and some dogs are more active than others, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. So do you want a couch potato or a dog that wants to go on long hikes with you? Yeah. You know, that's that's it's it's hard and sometimes it can be just connection mm -hmm. Absolutely. you see a dog at the shelter and you go yeah 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 or thinking about age too you know do i want a puppy or do i want an so older true. adult dog or a senior dog and looking at what animals are already in your home mm -hmm. to try to match that so important yeah. too yeah or cats or dogs in your home yeah um so how do you so you could go to a shelter you could use a breeder. Yeah. You could... Uh, there's lots of rescues. Lots of rescues. For If there's a particular breed, there's a lot of rescues that just do those breeds. Mm -hmm. And then there's right. a lot of rescues out there. Right, like Lab Rescue, Jibber Shepherd yeah, Rescue. Yeah. yeah, so that's really good. Um, so I I love that if, if you get the opportunity to meet the dog mm -hmm. and you have a dog at home, you get a chance for them to meet each other, yeah. you know, outside of your home to see if it's a good match. Yeah. Um, I always like if, if the other advice too I would give is if you were to get a puppy, it's always nice to see what mom and dad mm -hmm. are like. Right. So that you can get an idea of mom and dad puppy dog. Yes. The mom and the mom and the dad of the puppy, <laughs> yeah. not the mom and the dad of the house for the puppy. Is. Well, that's probably important too. Yes, that's probably is important too. Um, um, and and thinking about fostering if that's an option because hmm. if you're not sure what kind of dog you want and you can foster a couple different dogs that will help you exactly and just make sure that then that's right for you to mm -hmm. have to have a dog that's yeah. a great way to help out a rescue or a shelter yeah. and then um, be able to help you make your decision yeah um last question last question number, number 20. 20 wow that went fast for us probably not you guys <laughs> the three people that are still with us um, <laughs> How do I get my older dog to get along with a new younger dog? Yeah, management. Is, management is yeah. key. Yeah, setting and up like, the house so that there's yeah. pens and baby gates and spaces where they could be together, be supervised, but spaces where they each mm -hmm. take breaks from each other. And, le and leashes, mm -hmm. crates, all that management stuff. And then uh, work with the trainer. Mm -hmm. It's always yeah. a good thing as well. Yeah. Um, and then just making sure that your older dog does have a place where they can go to that's their safe zone. Yeah. They can go in there and relax and sleep and they don't have to be bothered by the younger dog because yeah. it's hard for an older dog to deal with the younger dog all day. Right. Um, right. All thinking time. about helping that younger dog drain some mental and physical energy. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if when they're separated, what can we do that to, to do that? Get, yeah. yeah. You know, there's something called the Carl hack. This is Kim Brophy's um, one of her hacks that she talks about and you can if it's a puppy you can buy a, a giant stuffed dog yes when your actual adult dog needs a break and bring that stuffed animal out like when they're super nippy in the evenings around five and just have a five minute play session with a stuffed dog and let them climb on it and wrestle and um, know that's not going to make your dog more nippy uh, but it's, it can work especially if you then take it away and make it seem like it's a you know, Carl, we call them. Carl's a special <laughs> Carl. entrance act. So. <laughs> so that's the that's the completion of our kids' questions. That was a lot of fun, and oh, I yes. actually really enjoyed those questions I too. I love um, thinking that um, kids are getting to talk about dogs while they're at school. I know it's just they just started, and already, boom! These they're, wonderful teachers are engaging them. Are in dog engaging them in dog conversations. The most important 
um, thing you could learn in schools about dogs. Yeah, and just how to how to relate to animals in general yeah. is, is such a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, before we started, I told Emma that I used to hide in the library because, you know, in um, Illinois in the 70s, you could go to library in the school. Um, you just told the kids how old you are. Oh, I did. That's all right. Oh, they're probably shocked. Um, so two days a week, we'd go to the library, and I would always take something called the dog breed wheel. Mm-hmm. And it was this game when you could turn it, turn the dial to match the dog picture with the breed. And um, I would, every single library, I hid back there, and every single time that teacher had to send somebody to come to you. I think they would have just given me the dog wheel, right? Yeah, yeah we definitely have good, fond memories of, of kids in, in our childhood, our kids' dogs. We have good memories of um, dogs in our childhoods uh, for definite. Yeah. Um, and just and just a, a not a not a question that was here, but uh, just one of those things that I would recommend for the kids to do is to really get into some tricks mm-hmm. with dogs. You know, we're talking about back to school, but maybe engaging your dog and bringing them to a tricks class. Dog school. Dog school. Yeah, Let the dogs go it. back to school for a little bit too. Always good. Doesn't matter what age they are. No dog left behind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and teaching them some tricks. Oh, such a good idea. It's so, so awesome. So much fun mm-hmm. to do. And even us as adults enjoy that. Yeah. All right. We're glad you joined us. Yeah. And we'll see you and hear from you in the next episode. Happy training. Thanks for tuning in today. And hope you'll join us for our next episode. You can reach Emma at ecdogtraining.com or on Instagram at ecdog underscore training and Kirsten at kwhappydogs.com or on Facebook at kwhappydogs. Don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.